individually. He loves you and cares about you. He's concerned for you. And that's a reminder to you also that on our website, there's a place there where you can leave a prayer request. If you have a prayer need, which you probably do, everybody does these days. Leave your prayer needs and your requests on our website. We read those. We will pray for them. We're not just going to read them and put them aside. We will intercede for you and pray for you. And we're going to be praying at the end of this service and interceding for those that have needs. Because the needs are great right now for many people, especially emotionally right now. People are struggling. But you know what? God is great and He's on the throne today. The sun is shining in Rockford and the sun is shining in our hearts even greater. Amen? Amen. The sun of the living God. It's a great day. It's a good day to be alive and to live for Jesus today. I just want to make sure that you're encouraged today. You keep your head up. God has His hand upon each one of you listening right now. And each one that's in this place and those that are even around the other states and even some people that are listening in other countries. Even one person we had in Hong Kong visited our site. So nothing is impossible with God. When we pray, we pray that God you enlarge our territory, our sphere of influence. We have no idea the, the amount that God can do of exceedingly and abundantly, above and beyond, we can even imagine, ask, or think possible. That's our desire here at General Shepherd. And I say that for a reason. There's always those that are critics and always those that are scoffers. And always those that are moved by what they see and what they hear, mostly on CNN or the news and the media, or Facebook and all that, they're listening to that. We don't listen to that. We listen to what God's Word says and what His Spirit is saying to us today individually. And I believe with all my heart, General Shepherd is going to flourish. We are strengthening and getting stronger. And we will continue this ministry, even when there's doubters and scoffers, against churches, against this church. You know what? God is greater. And we just thank you, Lord, right now. And we just pray for your Holy Spirit and the anointing that breaks yokes and bondages to minister to those listening right now. And seeing us on the podcast, I pray you touch them in a profound, supernatural way, above and beyond we can even imagine or think possible, God. And open your heart today and li- as you worship the Lord and sing to Him and worship and lift your hands, lift your head, worship God today in spirit and in truth with us here at General Shepherd. And everybody said, yeah. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
no one like you, God. There is no one like you, God.
know that this nation and the nations around the world need exactly what that song just said, an awakening, a spiritual wake-up call to the truth, what's going on around us. Our nation, our churches, pastors, people that are in the ministry, people that are helping in ministry, if you're a believer, we need an awakening that believers will be a light in the darkness like never before. We need an awakening to the church that is asleep and slumbering. And I come against the works of the enemy trying to cause havoc and destruction and death to the church. The church must arise and awake and be awakened to righteousness so we can bring those that are lost in darkness and lost and deceived by the evil lies and deception of Satan and his hordes of demons. We need to awaken to righteousness and walking in the light and being a witness and ambassador of Jesus Christ in these last days. We need an awakening right now, this very day, this very moment. We need an awakening around our nation, in our villages, in cities, in towns, in cities, in nations around us. Come to an awakening. The church must awaken to righteousness. That we can be the witnesses that Christ is looking for. To bring those that are lost to Christ. To bring them to the truth of the cross of Calvary and the resurrection of Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. If that's you today and you need an awakening, bow your head right now where you're at as you're listening. And you've heard these songs and you've been worshiping God. Or maybe you just clicked on and you hear my voice. I pray that the Holy Spirit will convict you this morning and bring conviction on you, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, that today is the day that you want to serve the Lord. Today you want to choose life and not death. Today you want to serve Jesus Christ. Today you want to follow the only way, and that is Jesus. He is the way to follow. His commandments you want to keep. You want to walk in His ways? Bow your head and pray this prayer with me. If you need salvation today, and come to Christ. Our church is not here for money. Our church is here to win the loss, to bring people to Christ, and that the church would be strengthened to go out and be that witness. Bow your head right now and just say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I call on you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to come into my heart and live inside of me. I'm a sinner. I need a savior today. I need forgiveness. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive me of all my sins, to wash me in your precious blood that you shed on Calvary. This morning, right now, Jesus, forgive me for my wrong, my evil ways. And I ask you to change me, and I want to make you the Lord of my life, and I want to follow you from this day forward all the days of my life. And Lord, I ask you, God, if there's anybody that called on your name for salvation, that they would get in contact with us on the website, by phone, message, some way, somehow. Reach out to our church. We care about you if you came to Christ today. And let me give you one more word. If you're listening right now and you can hear my voice and you're backslidden and you're not walking with God like you should and you're living a one foot in the world and one foot in the church, so to speak, you're wishy-washy, you believe in God, you, love, you believe in the Word, you believe in some scriptures, you read things on Facebook that are spiritual, but you don't really live for God. You don't fear the Lord like you used to and you know it. Today, I ask you to repent and get your heart right with God today. 
God loves you. He's not here to condemn you. He's here to embrace you and bring you back into the fold of the church. There's nothing more important than repenting because repentance leads to joy and happiness and goodness in your life. It brings blessing in your life. God's not here pointing his finger at you and mad at you and judging you. He's here saying, come to me. I love you. I want to forgive you. I want you to love me and honor me with your life. Your days on earth are shorter than ever before. So are mine. Jesus Christ is coming soon. We live in a time where there's that awakening going to take place. I believe with all my heart we're in the days of revival. And revival is going to break out in our nation and around the entire earth. Because this is the end of the age, the end of times. And Jesus Christ is coming for his church. His that are believed in him and are bought by the precious blood of Jesus. Whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's what's important. Is your name in that book today. We want to intercede for you right now. We intercede right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray in intercession for those that are listening right now, that they'll come to God, they'll come to Christ. If you're lukewarm, get on fire for God today. Fall on your knees right now where you are. Lift up your hands. Call on the Lord today. Live for Him. He loves you. He gave His life for you. He shed His blood for you. He rose again from the dead so you can have eternal life. Don't live for things that are temporary and that are passing away. Live today for things that are eternal. Come back to Christ if you've been backslidden. If you're not saved, get saved today. Call on the name of the Lord. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. There is a hell to shun. Trust me, you don't want to go there. There's a lake of fire and torment coming to those whose names are not in the book of life. There's only one way to get there. It's not by how good you are or how good you've been or how kind and sweet and gentle you are. You get there by calling on the name of Jesus Christ for salvation. He died for sinners so we can have eternal life. Hallelujah. That's exciting. I'm thrilled to know that there's some of you today Today, right now, April 19th, 2020, I believe there's many getting their hearts right with God. And even after you hear this message, it could be a further date on. It could be months from now. But I believe God's going to touch you even then. Because there is an anointing on this message this morning and on our service. Praise God. It's the anointing that breaks the yokes and bondages. We have an enemy. We have an adversary. It's the devil. Say this with me right now, wherever you're at. I submit to God. I submit to Jesus Christ. I submit to the Holy Spirit. I submit to the will of God and to the kingdom of God. And I resist the devil and his lies, his deception, and his deceit. I come against the works of darkness and I will live my life for Jesus who gave his life for me from this day forward. Amen. How many sense the presence of the Lord? Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm about ready to take the tithes and offerings. But I got a message for that, you guys. And I want... Go to Facebook as well. Yes, go to Facebook. That's very important that you go to Facebook. Like us on Facebook. You're all right, Therese. Thank you. Praise Jesus. And shout, if you're in, in your home right now and you're listening on podcast, 
Just say to yourself in a whisper or even shout it if you want. But give a, give a thanks to everybody that's part of this ministry right now. Everybody that plays and Matt and Jeff and Cecil, everybody that does sound and all this. I couldn't do it without these guys. Nobody could. We all need each other. It's not a one-man show. This is all about us coming together as a body of believers. And we're all members of one body. And even if you're not here today, you're part of this church. Don't feel like you, we for, you're forsaken and you, we forgot about you. We're not. I know for myself personally, I pray for the people that go to this church. I cry out to God for you. I pray and intercede for you during the week. And I know that God hears the prayers of mine that are going out to the Lord up in heaven for you. And I know that God is going to turn things around. I know we live in some dark times, but there's a, there's a lie and a spirit of fear on the earth right now. And it's, and it's magnified. And the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. And one thing where the devil likes to bring a lot of fear is money. Because we're all afraid we're not going to have enough. We're afraid the economy is going to just completely collapse. And let me tell you something, it very well could. Because we're living in the end of the age, the last days. But you don't put your faith in money. Your trust and your joy and your happiness is not found in money. Your faith and happiness and joy and purpose in life is found in Jesus Christ. And the word says that it is he that has given you power to get well. The Bible says that God owns cattle on a thousand hills. The Bible says if you give your tithe to the Lord, he will open to you the windows of heaven and rebuke the devourer and bless you abundantly. It's the devil that says don't give, you won't have enough. That's the devil that says, if you give, how are you going to pay this or how are you going to pay that? It's the devil that says, they just want your money. You know, we don't. And God doesn't want your money either. He wants your heart. And your heart is close to how you give of your money. I'm going to say that again. Your money and your heart are so close. Amen. If you're stingy and you don't want to give, it's not right. I pray that God softens your heart that way. And it's not for, for anything with ministry. It's just because I want you to be blessed. You give and it shall be given, pressed down, shaken together, running over, pouring over. Men shall give into your bosom and you give again. And then you give again and you be a blessing. It's about you being a blessing on the earth with the money that God's blessed you with. Amen. I couldn't hear them on the podcast. They're always quiet at home. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen, amen. Anybody that's... Now, don't feel left out if you're not here, okay? But I, I want to do this. I've got to feel like I'm connected somehow here, not preaching to red chairs, okay? So anybody that's in here right now, you have a praise report. It's important that we praise God because we're bombarded every day, every hour, every moment right now with negativity and fear and all of the negative that comes from the realm of the spirit and the media and all that. Anybody have a praise report today? Something you're thankful to God for or something that took place this week? You told us to do communion. Amen. Easter week, you told us to do communion. I did communion with Marty and William. And Marty, afterwards, he opened up and thanked me for sharing communion with him. Oh, God bless him. For me, whoo, glory! Amen, Betty. Praise <laughs> Jesus. I just want to give a big thanks to God. Last week I found out what was wrong with the projector and why it shot up at the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Three screws let go. Oh. 
It almost fell off the ceiling. Wow. I wouldn't want Praise God that he held it up there. Amen. You know, so, I mean, that's $2,500 to $4,000 if it fell. Right. So, praise God, he's watching over us, trying to fight us to get us to quit doing the podcast and everything. Yeah. But God wouldn't allow it. (laughs) Amen. Amen. It's those little things, those little blessings. Isn't that nice? Anybody else have a praise report or want to thank God anything for? Aren't you thankful for God's angels in your life? Amen. Amen. I have one. Um, I want to praise God that he allows me to work. Um, I'm a home health care lady, and um, I... Every time I go to someone's home, I'm asking them, does it bother you that I go to other people's homes and come here? No, Tanya, come on in. It's great. We need your help. And uh, my kids haven't gotten sick. My, my own health hasn't gotten sick. My clients' health haven't gotten sick. The people around me have not gotten sick. And I want to praise God for that, give him a shout-out. Because he is worthy. He is doing something in this whole situation of the coronavirus. He is doing something. He's not worried. He's not up in heaven biting his nails off. He is doing something. And I know it. And I have that faith that it's just going to work out for the good to everyone who loves the Lord. And it's just going to happen. So I just want to give an encouragement about that. Amen. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank God. I I have to say thanks, God, too. I I have a job where I'm able to work. uh, I can't even just... I work at FedEx, and I'm working more than... I mean, we're mandatory Saturdays now, but I talked to a FedEx freight driver, the semi, and he said they're they're going to terminals, and there's 100 drivers who show up at a terminal, and they're told to go home because there's no work. And we have more work than enough. And uh, the reason I can say that is... God guides your steps. He orders your steps. He knows exactly where he wants to place you at the perfect time. And I believe that when you give to God what's his, he blesses you. He really does. I'm not saying that in an arrogant way at all. I'm not. I want that for your life. I really do. We're coming in some difficult times. And I just want our church to continue to grow and be strengthened. And like I said earlier, I'm going to say this right in the camera and I'm going to say it with a prophetic voice, and if you can hear me right now, I want you to listen to this. There are those that are speaking against the church, even our own very own church, and churches around, and you're critical, and you're negative against the church. You know what? Ask God to forgive you. This church and churches in Rockford and around the nation are going to multiply and grow as long as we stay faithful to the Word of God and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We will flourish. God promises that we will prosper. Even as our soul prospers, we will prosper. And that means you increase and you continue to grow. We're not going to fall into this mentality where woe is the church. You know, they want to come and tell us we can't do this, we can't do that. You know what? I'm putting my trust and faith in God. I don't trust in anybody else. And I believe with all my heart that God is about to pour out His Spirit on many churches. This, Even this very week, you watch and see, God is about to do something miraculously. Because there is many Christian men and women that are rising up in prayer. 
in their quiet times, in interceding and praying and crying out to God, even praying in their unknown tongue, which we believe in at this church. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I pray in tongues all day long, every day in my truck, even from my truck to a house. I'm praying in tongues because it's the will of God being done, and it is God's will that you and I lead others to Christ in these last days, and that the church grows and multiplies and increases for the glory of God, not the glory of man. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's just take a moment here. I just want to be still before the Lord here. Thank you, Jesus. Take a deep breath, so to speak, in, even in the Spirit. Just take a deep breath and know that God has His hand on you. He loves you and cares about you intimately and in complete truth. He loves you sincerely, God does today. Oh Lord, you're beautiful, your face is all I seek, oh when your eyes are on this child, your grace abounds to me. so that the church would come up out of its laziness, slothfulness, its, its procrastinating, slumbersome way, because with, that is the way human nature is. We tend to get comfortable too quick and too easy. We like comfort. We like ease. But perilous times will come. Notice the word time. Mine says times. Up here it says time. Perilous times will come. 2 Timothy, let's go right into the scripture for time's sake. 
My first scripture I want us to look at in God's word is this. 2 Timothy 3.1. It says this, but know this, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Well, Pastor Matt, what are perilous times? Perilous literally means this. Perilous is harsh, savage times. Perilous is difficult times. Dangerous times coming. Perilous times is painful times. Grievous times. Grievous times on the earth. That's part of the word perilous. And also a time where it's hard to deal with. And I believe that we're in perilous times right now. It's just part of what's happening and it's going to continue to happen. Does that mean there's no light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, it's called when to live as Christ, to die as gain. I'd rather be home with the Lord than in this body. That's the way we need to live. I'd rather be at home with the Lord and not in this physical body than, in, than be in this body on this earth. But I'm here on earth in this body, so as long as I'm here in this body on this earth, I'm going to fear God, I'm going to serve God, I'm going to love God. How about you guys? You're going to love the Lord and fear Him and honor Him with your body and offer your body as a living sacrifice. Perilous times are going to come, but you know what? God's grace, mercy, and love, and power, and strength is greater than anything that's perilous. We are overcomers and we are more than conquerors. How? In Christ Jesus. Praise Jesus for all that He's done. We live in a time and an age, a society right now, where there's more vices than there is virtue. There's more evil vices in the lives and society around us than there are virtues. It's hard to find people that are of virtue. People are so controlled by, and there's no self-control anymore. People are controlled by vices and addictions and habits that are destroying them. And even more so, unfortunately, if you've listened at all this week, I heard this week, some people speaking, and I believe it's true as well. If you, it doesn't take a whole lot. Say this with me. I need, I need more, more common sense. Common Listen, then, than ever before. We need common sense. Look around. People have vices more than they have virtue. And because of what's going on the last five weeks or so, alcoholism has skyrocketed. Drug addiction has gone through the roof. Obviously, what else? Suicide is skyrocketed. Pornography has gone 40% higher since five weeks ago. How evil it is for the Italian, you know, this much they've struggled in Spain and Italy, and all these pornography sites give these men over there free membership so that they can join while they have idle time. Say this with me. Idle time is devil time. Say it again. Idle time is devil time. It doesn't mean you're a weak Christian and you're, you're not as strong as somebody else. Any, any one of us, if we have too much idle time, we get in trouble. We need to stay focused, watch and pray, be alert, be aware of the times and seasons on the earth and what's going on around you. You live in perilous times. Perilous is harsh, savage, difficult, dangerous, painful times, grievous times, hard to deal with kind of life. You know what? But you know what? People around us can see the light and the hope that is in us when we have our head up high and our hands lifted up and we're worshiping God in our private time and living for the Lord, praying in the Spirit, 
praying always without ceasing, staying close to your, your shepherd Jesus, walking uprightly in your heart with the Lord, you can overcome in these days, in this difficult time. I want to get right to the next scripture. And it's this right here. Look what it says. It's in 1 John 2.18. Little children. This is talking to the church. You and I are to have childlike faith and a childlike heart. Just like the Lord said, if you can't come to God and come to Jesus like a little child, you can't inherit the kingdom of heaven. You've got to come with humility and simpleness. Childlikeness. Not childish. Childlike. Little children. It is the last hour. This was written 2,000 years ago. And he said it was the last hour then. How much more? Does it be, what, are, what would it say now? Little children, it is the last minute or the last few seconds. In, in scope of eternity, when this was written, it would be the last hour. In scope of where we're at right now, it could be the last minute or the last seconds before Christ comes and you and I, if you're a believer, are caught up in the glory, hallelujah, and change in the twinkling of an eye because His promises are true and He's real. Jesus Christ is truly coming again. And then it says this, as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. Now this was written over 2,000 years, about 2,000 years ago. As you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, look, many Antichrists have come. Many have already come. Where? On the earth. They're not, in, they're not in heaven. There's Antichrists all over the earth. By which we know that it is the last hour. Because of the Antichrist that have come already, and the Antichrist that is coming, we know that we're in the last hour, in the last minutes of earth and humanity. So what does that mean? It means you fear the Lord and depart from evil and you live righteously, you live a godly life, you walk uprightly in your heart, moment by moment, day by day, because you are living in the very last minutes of time on the earth. If I had an hourglass and flipped it over and it lasted one hour and that sand is going down to the bottom and it gets closer and closer, picture your life that way and the last days and it's getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer and finally there's not going to be any sand at the top, it's all going to be at the bottom. And when that happens, when the door is shut, it's too late. It's too late then. You can't have mercy and grace and call on the Lord. And if you die before Christ comes, I pray that you, before you breathe your last breath, you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. He truly is the only Savior. Amen. It's not found in Buddhism. It's not found in any other false religion. It's not found, I'm going to say this loudly, it's not found in Scientology. It's not found in anything that is but Christianity and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the only way to get to where you and I want to be, and that's heaven. Hallelujah. And I can't wait, honestly. Many antichrists. Now I want to touch on this a minute. Listen, this is what we call eschatology. This is Bible doctrine dealing with last things. Eschatology. Every generation of true Christians have lived with the evidence that their time and their era was about to end. That this was the last days. Every generation. Because this was written almost 2,000 years ago. How many generations of churches have there been? There's been a lot of generations. But now it's even closer than ever before. That we know that there, this is a time and an era where we could see the return of Christ. He is coming soon. 
Always expect Christ Jesus to come at any moment. I'm going to say that again. Always live with the expectancy that Jesus Christ, your Savior, your Redeemer, your Messiah, is coming sooner than you realize. And only the Father knows the day and the hour and the moment when Jesus will come. No angels know, as holy as Michael and Gabriel are, and as in tune as they are to things in heaven, and as beautiful and holy and perfect as the Lord Jesus Christ, He doesn't even know. The Father knows. The Father knows. How many want to know the Father? Amen. Stay close to the Father, and the way you stay close to the Father is through Jesus Christ, because the Father and Jesus are uno, one. They are one. Always expect His return. It's healthy, spiritually speaking, to do this. You want to live spiritually and live healthy spiritually, always live with the expectancy and the anticipation that your Savior is about to come. And it makes you live right. It makes you... And when you stumble and fall, which we all do, and we do things that we shouldn't, or you, you fall into a trap or deceit, or you, you stumble into sin, you know what? Repent. Ask God to forgive you and say, you know what? Uh-uh, I'm not continuing down this path. I want to make sure I'm ready when he comes. How many want to be found ready when Jesus comes? I, I want to be found ready. Don't wait for the sound of the trumpet. It'll be too late. It's that sound of the trumpet is going to sound and then he's coming. How many have ever heard an eerie sound in a movie or on a video where you hear that sound of a horn or a trumpet and it's, war it's a warning sound? Even like a tornado warning you hear go off. And you know that, I mean, if, especially if the weather looks really ugly and it looks like it's tornado type weather and all of a sudden you hear that tornado warning. Something on the inside of you says, this is real. There, there possibly could be something coming. What if, what if it actually hit our area? What if it really was true that there was a tornado? Maybe an F3, F4, F5 heading towards your city, wouldn't you be warned by that and want to do what's right? That's the same thing. Don't wait till the last trumpet when it sounded from heaven and the angels of God appear with Jesus. It'll be too late. Don't wait. Get your life and your heart right with Him today. Don't even put your head on your pillow, even if you have a my pillow, which I don't have, but, and he's a Christian man and he's probably glad you bought it. But don't wait till you put your head down on that pillow today, tonight, tomorrow night. Don't wait. Get your heart right today. I, even when we're in church here and, and more people are here, obviously, in the church, I like to make a point of it that we never want to leave the building. We never want to leave this church building unless we're truly right with the Lord. Can I hear an amen on that? Because if you're, if you're coming to church just because to feel good or make yourself feel good or to impress somebody else or to get brownie points from God because you know you haven't been doing so well all week, shame on you. Don't live like that. Come to church because you love the Lord, period, and you want to worship Him because He's the only true God. And you want to be with other believers assembling together. And that day is coming again. I believe there's coming a season when churches will be able to meet again. And I also believe there's a day coming when we may have to meet other places. Amen. Don't be surprised if things get darker and darker and darker. But you know what? If you stay in the light and follow the light of life, you don't have anything to fear. Don't get caught up in fear and worry and anxiety and doubt and unbelief. Don't get caught up into that. It's easier for me to say it than for me to have you do it and me to do it. We have to make a decision in your will. I am going to live 
upright. I am going to have faith in God. I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm not letting this fear consume my life. I'm not going to live in doubt and anxiety like the ways of the world. I am not of this world. Remind yourself every day, especially now more than ever, remind yourself and even say it to yourself, I'm a pilgrim here. This isn't even my home. I am a stranger. This earth is strange to me because it's not my real home. God is going to destroy heaven and earth and create a new earth eventually. There's coming a new one. And you're also an alien. You're, if you've been born again, you went from corruptible to incorruptible. From mortal to immortal because of Jesus Christ at the cross and the resurrection from Christ rising up on the third day from the dead. That's why Paul says we preach Christ crucified and we preach the resurrection. Because without the cross, without him being crucified, we can't have any faith in what? Our faith is in vain. Our faith is in him being crucified for us and becoming sin for us. And then him raising up the third day, he conquered death and hell and all that entails sin. Amen. Oh, death, where is your sting? Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus Christ is risen. I, I, I want you to feel excited, not overwhelmed in your life. I'm going to say that again. As a believer today, and you're listening, I want you to be thrilled and excited that you're alive on the earth right now and you, you have this opportunity to not live selfishly, but to live Christ-like and that is constantly, what can I do for you today? Lord, what, what, how, lead me to somebody. Show me how I can witness to somebody. I want to help others come to Christ. I don't want to just go to heaven because I'm scared to go to hell and I don't want to bring anybody else with me. I want others to come to know the Lord too. You wouldn't want to go to hell for eternity. So why would you want anybody else to go? That's selfishness. Don't wait for the sound of the trumpet, but rather be ready and prepared before that trumpet sound. Go right to the next one, Brother Cecil. It's in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Go like this with your eye. That's pretty fast. In the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound. It will sound. This isn't a fable or a fairy tale. This is actually going to take place. This is reality. This is truth. This is God's holy word. That trumpet is going to sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. In the twinkling of an eye, you and I are going to be completely like Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you got... No wonder Paul said, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. No wonder he said, I'd rather truly, honestly, be with the Lord than in this physical body on earth. Amen. You think there's any arthritis? In heaven? Do you think there's any asthma in heaven? COPD? Do you think there's any kind of cancer in heaven? Is there any COVID-19 in heaven? No. There's nothing there. Why does the prayer of the Lord's prayer say, Lord, may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth even as it is in heaven. There's no disease and sickness in heaven. Period. None. And no sin. None. May God's kingdom and His will be done on this earth even as it is in heaven. May many be healed and delivered through the cross and the blood and the reality and the truth of that message. May they put their faith in Christ. He is Christ the healer. If you're sick today in your body and you have diseases, ask the Lord Jesus to heal you. He will heal you. 
The Bible says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. It's faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. Certainly God can stretch his hand towards you and deliver you from sicknesses and diseases and even any viruses. Like President Trump says, it's the unseen enemy. How many have heard President Trump say that on the news? He says, this is a horrible unseen enemy. A monster, he calls it. And it's true. It is. That's what this COVID virus is, and that's what the flu virus is that kills 30 to 60,000 people every year. But you know what else? There's really the true enemy in America is not COVID-19. The true enemy is called Satan and all his demons trying to bring deceit and deception. God didn't bring no COVID-19 to nobody. The Bible says the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil loves this going around the earth. He loves it because he's the author of it. And he's the one that likes to bring death and destruction to nations. And the devil loves to shut churches down and shut the church down. But the church, what does the Bible say? The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. The violent, not the rude, not the obnoxious, the violent. We violently pray and we cry out to heaven and then we say, God, use my hands, take my feet, use my mouth and my words, my life, and take me to be a witness and ambassador of Christ and bring change to this wicked, perilous time that I'm living in. If I can just be that little light, God, in some way, somehow in my life, my little life can make a difference, God. That's all I'm asking. So that when I am with you, I know that I did all that you've asked me to do. Amen. How many want to fulfill the call of God in your life more than ever before? Amen. You want to fulfill it, you want to obey it, and do what God's asked you to do. Are you going to let a virus that you can't see stop you? Absolutely not. We're going to continue in the Lord and do what he's asked us to do. This back here where we read the scripture about the Antichrist, I want to touch on this. The Antichrist, and the Antichrist, of course that is plural, is a spirit. It's the spirit of an Antichrist. It's the mindset of an Antichrist. They hate Christ. Anything to do with Christianity or Jesus Christ. It's an anti. They hate it. They can't stand it. And they're, they're ravished, ravished with hatred for Christ. And if you belong to Christ, they're going to hate you, Jesus said. And they'll even take you and kill you because of my namesake. But rejoice and be glad because even he was that way. He suffered that way. But it's like, man, I don't want to hear that, Pastor Matt. Antichrist spirit will say this. They'll call evil good and good evil. The Antichrist spirit says this secretly. Shut the church down. Shut those radical Christians down. Those fanatics. Jesus freaks. Shut them down. We don't want those Christians around. It's been that way. For centuries, it's been that way. Are you going to take a stand for Christ in these last days? Are you going to make a, a determination in your will? It's in the will. It's in your heart. You make a heart decision in your will. As for me and my house, I am going to serve the Lord. Even though we're in the perilous times, difficult times, dangerous times, hard to deal with kind of times, you know what? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Come hell or high water, I am going to follow Christ every day and I'm going to live my life for the Lord. Can I hear an amen on that? I want that for everybody, especially those of us at Gentle Shepherd. I want you to continue in the faith, to fight the good fight of faith. And don't give up and don't quit. 
Because God has his hand on you. There's a purpose for you being on the earth. Go right to the next scripture, and we're going to come to a close here very soon. And I believe that God has been speaking to each one of us. In 1 John 2.22, it says this, Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? That's the Antichrist spirit right there, denying that Jesus really is the Christ. Jesus wasn't the Christ. He was a good man. He was a good teacher. He was a prophet. But he wasn't the Christ. He's not the Savior. He's not the only way to heaven. Oprah Winfrey says there's many ways to heaven. She's believed the spirit of Antichrist. She's bought the lie. There is one way, and that's Jesus Christ. The liar is he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Say this with me. Jesus, Jesus. is the Christ. Yes, he is. He is Antichrist. Look at what it says. Who denies the Father and the Son. They deny the Father and the Son because the Scripture says if you deny the Father, you, de you, can't, you deny the Son automatically. If you deny the Son, you deny the Father. They're one and one. you got to honor and believe in the Father, your Heavenly Father, your Creator, who made your DNA, your blood, your cells, your organs, your heart, your brain, everything about you. He made you, created you, informed you fearfully in your mother's womb. That is your Heavenly Father. And Jesus Christ, the Son, the begotten Son, are one. You don't deny them. That is the Antichrist spirit. Don't give in to that lie. I'm going to say that again. Don't give in to the Antichrist spirit that is prevalent today. It is magnified today. And it is going to increase, increase, increase. The Antichrist spirit and the mentality of that and the mindset of it, the hatred for Christianity, the hatred for Christians is really more of a hatred for Jesus Christ. They can't stand him, and they can't stand this book. They think this book is foolishness. You and I cherish it, don't we? We need to love the Word of God. And I want to remind you, as I always try to do, stay in the Word of God in these perilous times. Stay focused in the Word. I'm not asking you to read the entire Psalms. I'm not asking you to read the entire book of Acts in one day, but stay in the Word. Have the Scriptures in front of your face. Share the Word of God to your children and grandchildren. Don't preach it to them, but just have it available. Open. Read it. Meditate on it. Think upon it. Look at it. Stay true to God and His Word. It, it is your light. It is your light. It'll keep you from trouble. Praise Jesus. I just want to say this in, these, in closing here. I just want to say this very seriously, you guys. Each one of us, if you're listening today and you're here today, fear the Lord. We need to fear the Lord and depart from evil and do what's right. Remember, you're a pilgrim, you're an alien, you're a stranger here. This is not your home. This is only temporary. COVID-19 is temporary. Everybody's hoping that the economy will turn around and the states will open up again and turn around. We all want that. We all want everybody to go back to work and it to be quote-unquote normal. Me personally, my opinion, just my opinion, it will never be normal again. And to be quite honest with you, I know I'll probably get some flack from this and I'll get some criticism from this, but I, I am who I am. I personally don't want it to go back to normal. I don't. I don't want stadiums full of people going to sporting events as much as I love watching the Packers play and all that. I, 
to me, you know what? It, the, the idolatry and all the, the love for athletes and money and, and everybody's the lover of pleasure. Everybody wants pleasure. They want it all to come back to be normal again. Everybody wants Vegas and all the casinos to open up again, all the bars to open up again. This pastor and preacher, I don't want no more bars to open ever again if that could be the case. Because that leads to lies, deception, and deceit. That leads to where they, instead of going there, they need to go where there's the Word of God and the love of God. They go there not because they're looking for holiness in God, they're looking for love and acceptance. And I get that. I so get that. If I wasn't a believer, I'd be running to the bars too. Because they're looking for love and attention there. If I wasn't a believer, I would want everything to come back to normal. Because it's comfortable. It's pleasurable. But as a pastor and a preacher of God's word, I don't want things to be back to normal. I want a revival to happen. I want, the, just like when, when Billy Sunday preached in Chicago and he, the evangelist preached, bars shut down. Why did bars shut down when he preached the gospel? They shut down because when he preached the gospel, he would have beer bottles on stage and he'd smash those beer bottles because he was once a drunk and an alcoholic. And he preached the gospel and many of the people that owned the bars and the bartenders got born again and got saved. And that's why the bars shut down. Because they came to realize this is not what life is all about. Life is about coming to know Jesus Christ and living for him, not in darkness. So I don't want it to be back to normal ever again. If there's never a stadium open up again, I'd rather have it open up for one thing. Billy Graham type crusades where people are coming to Christ instead of going to see somebody throw a ball. Can I hear an amen on that? It's because Why is that? Because we're in the last of the last hour here. The last of days. And if you're an athlete and you love sports and, you lo and you're a person that loves sports, that's okay. I understand. I get that. But you better love God and fear the Lord way more than that. Don't be a, a, a lover of pleasure more than a lover of God. Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And one thing I want to say in the book of Revelations 14, 11, I got to read this, you guys. I'm sorry, I have to read this because I love you guys. I care about you. I don't want you to, to do what this is saying here. Listen to me, please. 14. Revelation 14 says, Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or in his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment, the ones that took the mark of the beast, ascends forever and ever. And they have no rest, day or night, none. That's not a pretty sight. Who worship the beast and his image. Don't take the image. Do not take the mark of the beast. I don't care if they tell you, if you don't take this mark on your forehead or on your hand, you don't take this chip, you can't get food and groceries for your family. You can't get gas for your vehicle. Don't do it. Don't take the mark. And tell your children and grandchildren now, warn them. No matter what, do not take that chip. Don't allow yourself to do it. You take a stand. Even if they need to take your head off, let them take your head. But do not take that chip or that mark on your forehead or on your hand. Don't take the image of the beast. Because you're basically saying all that Christ did for you at the cross, the resurrection, all that is folly and foolishness. No, it's not. It's true. 
And you got to make a stand, a strong stand, that no matter what, I am going to do what's right. And that, the greatest thing we can do in these last days is make sure you do not take that mark or that image. Amen. Can I hear an amen on that? Amen. Who worship the beast in his image. Here is the patience of the saints. How many want to be a patient saint? Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Keep his commandments and his faith in Jesus Christ. Be strong in that and keep his commandments. Have faith in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why? Because then there, there's a loud voice coming from heaven saying to me, Right blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works who follow him. You want to follow Jesus? You want to work and labor for the Lord and continue to have faith in Christ? And don't take that mark. Don't allow your children or grandchildren or anybody that you love dearly to take that mark or that image. Amen? So we, just, we, we have some perilous times, difficult times on the earth, but I want to encourage you and remind you, you got angels in your life. The Lord's hand is stretched towards you. His hand of righteousness and power. His love is greater than any sin that you're struggling with. His mercy is there. His forgiveness is there today. Cry out to the Lord. He is awesome. God is incredible. And He, he is greater than any virus, any sickness, any disease. He's greater than any sin, any addiction. God is greater. If he certainly can create the earth and place the sun and the moon in the exact perfect location without the earth being destroyed, don't you think he can keep you from being destroyed? Amen. He loves you and cares for you. Let's bow right now. Father, right now I thank you for your hand on every person that's heard this message today. And I ask you, God, to multiply your mercy, your grace, and your love towards them. Comfort them, Lord. Comfort them. Especially those of General Shepherd Fellowship, Father. And we pray that our church will grow and increase and multiply and be a, a light in a dark city of Rockford. I pray, Father, that you strengthen this church and strengthen those that are believers in this church. And I thank you, Lord, that some have come to Christ today and those that have been backslidden have turned their lives back to you today. And I rejoice in that, Lord. And I give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the power and praise be to you, Lord Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. And like us on Facebook, send some prayer requests, send a message if you want to, leave comments if you want to, but encourage, encourage each other, encourage one another in the Lord. If you want prayer, if you want me to pray for you, uh, I get, I'm in contact with Pastor Judy as well. If you want prayer, just get to me some way, somehow, and I, I remind you that I do pray for you guys. I intercede to the Lord for you. Because I know that we're in some difficult times, but we are going to get through this. And we are going to have an awesome time on earth. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Be blessed and go in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and keep your head up high. God's hand is on you. Amen, amen. Praise Jesus.